Hello everybody, this is Vit and welcome to another episode of the Success Inspired Podcast. In today's episode, we talk about marketing, web design and search engine optimization. So buckle up and let's do this. guest today is a driven and strategy-focused solution hunter helping businesses with their online marketing activities to reach their full potential. She is a self-confessed perfectionist, always on the hunt for what's new and trending in the innovation space in design and technology. With a bachelor degree in IT, 12 years programming in various languages and just over 7 years designing and developing websites, my guest provides her clients with the knowledge and understanding to help them achieve their goals. Please welcome to the show, Shika Colville from Bloom Web Solutions. Thanks for uh, finding time on Saturday to um, catch up, Yeah, Shika. Thanks, thanks, for it. thanks for having me here. It's, been, it's a pleasure. How's your morning been so far? <laughs> yeah, really good. I I did my I went took the dog for an hour walk and uh, it was it was nice. Listen to some podcasts and yeah, good start to the day. Getting inspired for for what what the rest of the day has got to unra- unravel for you. Yeah, it's a great way to start the day. Absolutely, nice. I love it. Nice. So tell me, what inspired you to do uh, you know to become an IT IT specialist? Uh, well, I always dabbled in computers. Um, my dad was in computers as well, so you know had our very first computer when I was in fourth grade and we were one of the like three or four people in the whole school that had a computer so yeah early on uh broke them built them created stuff in them and so that's kind of where my interest started um yeah so it was it was good good journey did at uni uh and was a programmer for many 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 years uh and then decided to uh start my business yeah. Right, so tell me about your business. What, what do you do? What do you? What is your business? Um, my main focus is strategy. So I love doing the digital uh, marketing strategy with my clients, and that's what I start with. So when they come to me and say I, I need a website or I need my website to be upgraded, I'll say, well, let's go through the strategy and find out exactly who, what your business is doing, what your process is like. Let's see if we can make that better for you, and then also dab into who exactly their clients are. A lot of my clients don't really ask themselves these questions. So when they get into it, we really dive deep into that strategy, finding out what it is they love about their business and creating that, recreating that again. So, um, yeah, marketing, I teach them all about marketing as well. So there's heaps of stuff that they're learning that they never knew really existed in that side of their business uh, because they're so into that other side, which is, I just got to make money. So, um, yeah, but there's so much else that you can focus on that will help you make that money. So, yeah, so that's what, what I love. And it's more about um, inspiring them to find that love again in their business, inspiring them to love their customers again, um, and inspiring them to love their competitors because their competitors are teaching them how they can step out of their comfort zone as well so um you know we talk a lot about don't be afraid or don't have anger and frustration with your competitors let's just learn from what they're doing and make something better out of it so yeah that's what what i love 
typically, you know, sometimes uh, people might think about, you know, um, when it comes to <coughs> building a website, there's so many different platforms these days that you can yeah. use on your own, right? And build your website. Yep. But um, a lot of people don't think about the strategy behind it. They just think no. about just put some information on there, put some logo mm. and, and launch, right? Um, but what That's true. Typical process. Um, what is a right ideal um, process when it comes to approaching developing a website? Okay, so first and foremost, work out what your business process is from the moment someone rings you or buy, you know, to the moment you have money in the bank. Um, so in that process, we, we need to refine it. We need to make it better, faster, quicker, more efficient. And then find out who it is that you want to be working with and niche down. Right, so that's where we, that strategy part comes through. So once you've done that strategy and worked out who your competitors are, where you need to be online, how you need to communicate with your customers and your audience, then you start creating that design. So the strategy part really helps you with the design in the first place. So answering those questions, your design will evolve through that. So once you've got that design nutted out, so we need to understand that design really impacts how your customers come through as well. So when they've landed to your shop front, they've opened the doors, they've walked in, what is that they're looking for? And then how do you then get them to buy something? So that is a process which is very psychological and understanding your client will help you understand that process too. So, you know, then you've got that design. It's really important to get a good designer to design because we're not all uh we're not all built as being designers <laughs> we, we can't put words you know putting words and imagery together takes an art and getting that design nutted out to what your business means and what you stand for is really important uh, and then of course the development side of things which is really um comes down to what that design needs to do comes down to what platform you need to use Right. How your business functions comes down to what platform you need to use. So there are so many platforms out there uh, and how you want to work in that digital marketing space will de determine what platform you're going to be using. So, yeah. Um, you mentioned, you know, the process is you've got to figure out what your business really is, right? You've got to figure out yeah. what it is and purpose and understanding um, who is the ideal customer avatar, right? Yeah, yeah, will, yeah. Will then help um, create a strategy around it and, and how yeah. that ultimately result in the visual the visual uh, a message, right? Absolutely, 100%. Understanding who your client is and who your customer is, who your audience is, will, will be, it would be really easy to move forward with growing your business. Um, and a lot of the times I have my clients who go through the strategy process, we've, we've dived into the customer section part of the strategy and the next meeting they've been introduced to their ideal client or their ideal clients rung them out of nowhere because their focus is so clear on who they want to be working with that that focus streams out. It's like this ripple effect, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very uh, powerful strategy very powerful i love it and, yeah. and once you once you do develop your website in this certain way that it speaks to your ideal customer like you said you'll then find that you're you're able to attract those customers better uh, yeah and that goes you know into everything right um 
is it just the visual side of things or are we are we talking about um the way it's written as well oh absolutely your words uh and most importantly your branding comes out through that Uh, because then we understand how do we communicate what are the questions we ask how do we solve those problems to our audience because we understand how do we how we communicate with them because we understand them right it's not how we communicate with us uh, and how we like our colors to be and how we like our you know storefront to be because that's our personality coming through it's our branding coming through it's really about how do we solve that problem for them yeah absolutely and if somebody is just starting out, um, what would be your advice for them when it comes to developing this customer avatar? Yeah, yeah. So um, th- uh, the questions that you need to ask are things like, what words are my clients using mm. uh, to describe their pain point? Uh, what's the one thing that they uh, didn't know about me that if they knew, it would simply rock their world? You know, it would be like the, the guiding light to go, yep, I need to buy from you. You are the one I need to work with. So those are kind of questions you ask, but also you want to know the demographics, the age and all those standard stuff with the client avatar. Uh, But you also want to know what things are they typing in to find you? What are those um, key key, keywords that they're typing in to describe their problem so they can find you? So it helps also for you to type those questions in into Google to see what comes up. Um, and the more keywords you type in, the more you'll have a, a trend to see what uh, websites come up in the results. Mm. Yes. So I you send that No, that was at an interesting um, a conference run by Google. And, and yeah. they, well, and there was a, a case study, uh, a pizza owner in uh, somewhere in the US. And um, kind of what is that? Website called from Google that you can put the keywords and it gives you the Google keywords search or something. It is, yeah. Um, so we're talking about this case study where this pizza owner, you know, put the word uh, pizza and then just look at um, other variables, what people are looking at. Yep. Uh, based on that, he was able to figure out okay, there's a gluten gluten free pizza is trending, um, and oh. pineapple pizza is trending, and so he then. Um, put a couple of these trending keywords and then compare those and then just took the top rank and then that resulted in changing the menu or positioning right. gluten-free pizza on top of the list and in his marketing and that resulted obviously in, a, in more sales and everything. So that's fantastic example how, yeah, um, leveraging of IT, leveraging of technology yep. can, uh, can have positive impact in the business. Yep. Yeah, I mean, majority of these tools and things that are out there on the internet are, are free for us to use. Mm. So why wouldn't we tap into them to understand what our clients are searching? Um, and having that on the top of the page also helped his clients not have to spend so many so much time searching for, oh, where is the gluten-free pizza? Yeah. Uh, you know, it was the top of the page. It was the top of their mind. And that was exactly what they wanted. And it was quick and easy for them. Boom sale was made so really understanding that as well you know you need to do that research the keyword research to find out who are who are the competitors on there who are listed several in several searches as well so there are online directories for example that appear in several searches you get the yellow pages white pages but there are other natural health directories some most of them are free that you can add your details in to be found in more searches, more than one. 
So yeah, typing in those keywords will certainly help you know, A, who your competitors are and where, B, where else can you start your marketing? This also brings up an interesting topic of, um, you know, being ready, ready to pivot in your business, right? He, he may have started initially with his, you know, ideal avatar and ideal you know, yeah. set of, uh, list of different pizzas on offer that he thought would be the best. And that may have worked for him for a while, but yeah, it's too easy. He's seen a, a drop because trends change, right? So also it's got like good topic on like how important it is to, to, to stay on top of, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would be reviewing your stats at least once a month mm. if you're online. So um, dabbing into Google Analytics and seeing what the trends are, what's happening on your website, what's happening online, looking at what the trends are on your Facebook, uh, your social media, other social media uh, platforms. Uh, but at least once a month, revisiting that and saying, okay, what can we change? What can we do that differently? Uh, to increase that or to improve it so once we uh, once we focus on something um, it improves right so something's yeah, if we let go of that focus then it gets let go on and that's right. we, we start complaining and don't know why right <laughs> so that's true well, when you start hearing yourself come out with too many excuses um, yeah <laughs> you've got to yeah. set yourself on it and yeah yep. do the right thing um, absolutely you mentioned, <clears throat> pardon me, you mentioned analytics. Um, yeah. I know that uh, back when I was running my own website, um, Bitbit, um, I would use analytics, but I didn't know much about it. So I was trying to sort of learn myself, myself yeah. self-learning. Um, and that was like, you know, three years ago, last time I was looking at um, analytics for my website and there was so much uh, information. Yeah. Overwhelmed. I know they've improved a lot. I was looking at it uh, recently. Yeah. But what are some of the key metrics that um, you know a, a regular business owner should look at? Today? Okay. Um, yeah. First of all, I'd look at how popular your website or your page is on Google. Uh, so that you can find out from two two tools that I regularly use: uh, Moz M O Z and SEMrush.com. Uh, and these two tools are, have a free aspect to them as well. Uh, it's a good idea to go into the tool, type in your URL, and you'll be able to see uh, the strength of your uh, website in Google. So you can see um, how many times it can be searched for a particular popular keyword as well, right? It could be number nine or 10, or it could be on page 12 for that popular keyword. So you can see, oh, I've got to improve on that keyword on my website to get higher ranking. Um, also, you can find a list of keywords that your site is searched for. Really important. I think that's one of the huge metrics that people forget about is looking at those keywords that your site is searched for. So you can find that in those two tools. Um, and also, I'd really look at who it is that you're competing against. Uh, and you can find that from those two tools as well. So you're typing in the keywords, you can see your competitors in uh, who are searching, who have the same uh, type of keywords in their content than you. So a lot of the time, that doesn't mean that that's a competitor who you know of. Mm. It's normally an online competitor because they have the same type of content and the same type of search mechanism that you that people are searching for so that's interesting that's always an interesting topic that a lot of my clients will say oh I didn't know 
and who are they, you know? So, um, yeah, so looking at the keywords, looking at where your Google, uh, your site is ranked on Google and checking out your competitors will certainly help you work out a strategy for your marketing. And there's also a, a question of uh, popularity, right? Like you've got yeah. really, really popular keywords and you don't have to compete with, with everybody versus maybe getting a little bit creative. Um, Absolutely. Keywords that not a lot of websites are ranking for. Yep. And then modulating your content on the website around those keywords. Absolutely. Like you said, um, looking at the keywords that uh, people search for to mm. the website and then leveraging of those. So rather than trying to ring when the wheel, yeah. trying to compete on those uh, big search keywords, which are uh, yep. time consuming. And it's a lot of finances involved as well to, to compete. Absolutely. Just, you know, yeah. I mean, we all have uh, we all have a client to buy from us, right? So when we start thinking about um, uh, the competitors and how we just want to beat those competitors, ninety nine percent of the time those competitors are fighting for different clientele, mm. a different client persona than you. So you really need to reevaluate who is that client you want to work for, not who is that competitor you want to beat online. Yeah, so we, our focus changes then to serve our clients, to serve our customer better, to get them to find us from the keywords they u- we, they're using, to get them to find us from the value we want to give them. Yeah. Right? So once that, you want to know that, then, then you get a bit more niche, right? Because once you, if you, if you've got like first, at least clear um, clarity who your ideal avatar is um, yeah. and and. and you know, uh, figure out the specifics, then you can really sort of have those sets of um, niche keyboards. Um, Absolutely. And be more successful on, on your yeah. on, on the search ranking. Yeah, because, I mean, there are thousands out there who want to buy from us. Mm. We just need to stay focused on who it is that we want to be working with. And, yes, you're right, getting down into the nitty-gritty of uh, the, not only the personality but the type of business it is and the type of way that they function. Uh, a lot of the podcasts that I've listened to um, about this and finding the ideal client avatar comes down to who you are as a person, you attract those kind of people. So if you want a different type of clientele, then you're going to have to think about who, which way do you need to change your thinking process? Yeah. So, How can hmm. people find out about who, you know, what they are like and what are their ideal yep. attributes that will resonate to other people? I know there's like um, love languages. Is that something that people should look at? Yeah, look, uh, also look at um, uh, ways that you can be of value. So when you find uh, a friend or a family member is satisfied with what you've done, what is it that you provided? How is it that you provided that? And how did they feel after they've you know, you've helped them out. So that kind of comes down to your business as well. So you need to think about feeling that love about who you are and what you want to emulate and then the vibrations you want to give out. So if that's what you want to be doing, then you will attract that right kind of client to you out of the blue. And it's happened to me so many times just by revisiting who I want, who I am, what I want to Uh, give out what kind of values, what kind of community service I want to do, what do I believe in, really digging deep down into my beliefs attracts those type of people into my life. So, uh, you know, we're all in. We're all in it to be that value service that we can. So 
you know, first, first and foremost, you look at yourself and how you behave and how, what you believe in, write them down, and that sort of it will attract the right kind of person you want to be working with. Attributes. I love that. So yeah. important. So important. Yeah. Uh, just like a simple saying, right? You've got to do what you love. You've got to do what you enjoy. If you, if you don't enjoy something or if you're starting uh, a business and it's not aligned with your values, mm. thinking for you know, a way to make a quick buck. It's not going to, long-term, it's not going to be a success. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah. It has to, has to be coming from where you val- what your values are. Yeah. And that, so let's assume now we've got a good ranking, you've got a good, um, you know, searchability. Yeah. Some other ways people can improve their um, ranking other than, you know, the content on their own website. Yeah. Okay. So um, rather than going on their website? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, a good amount of marketing starts from the person. So who is it that your client is? How can you contribute to them? How can you contribute to the further community? So looking down to what, again, what you believe in, what your values are, what makes you happy, find that uh, community service organisation, community centre, community group that um, you are attracted to because of what they do and why they do it and the people that serve them. So in that case, you're still surrounding yourself with what you believe in, you're still surrounding yourself with people that believe the same as you, right? So that's when you're going to attract more people who you like working with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you're going to tell, let them know this is what you do and they're going to spiral that news to other people who are in that zone. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like finding a group rather than working really hard to find one person and then working really hard to find another client. So you find that group of people that believe in the same as you, that work in the same way as you, that like to contribute to the world the same way as you. So you're actually attracting not only them, but you're attracting their friends and their friends who are also in that journey. That's awesome. Yeah. And and on the technical side of things, is there perhaps um I, I hear it all about, you know, linking, um, developing stronger links on the web. Yeah, absolutely. So number one thing that a lot of people uh let go of is writing a blog. Uh a lot of my clients will start off with me and say, No, nah, not blogging, I hate writing. So what happens is through that journey of working with me, they've already written twelve blogs without them really thinking about writing a blog. So um, what it is, is understanding that you are the expert. So people are coming to you because they're finding what you're saying resonates with what they need. So if we can do that more and offer them more articles, more reading, because we're all doing research online, right? We're all trying to find the answers. So if we can find them that solution, they'll read us, read uh, what we have to say often. And then they'll become that uh, devoted follower, right? Because they will look forward to that every once a week, every once a month, whichever way you you consistently want to do it, but make sure it's consistent because your clients, your readers really do want to read what you have to say because they believe in you. They trust in you. They confide in you. They also want to find the answers through you. So if we provide them with that value through a blog, you only have to write a minimum of 300 words. So, and it's not hard to write 300 words. So if we can start doing that, you'll find that it's easier to write more. Now, 
with blogging, um, Google, uh, when you update your website with blogging, you're updating your website, you're updating the content of your website, uh, and Google recognise you recognises you as a as a business that's alive and kicking. Yeah. If, however, we forget about our websites and don't make any changes, Google really doesn't know, are you still an existing business, right? So the ranking for your website starts to go down. So the easiest, most effective way of doing that is writing a blog. And if we can do it as minimum once a month, then we're letting Google know, we st hey, we're still here and we're still working. So, um, yeah. Also, um, creating content um, around current help as well as in addition to just being um, regular. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the current the current status of what's happening around the world at the yeah. moment. Everyone wants to talk about this uh, coronavirus and the things and the effects that it's happening on the human community. Uh, and if we can uh, let our clients know somehow that it's okay, we're still with you, uh, we're still taking the precautions, but we're here to serve you still in this time. Uh, it, and don't panic, you know, because these clients are the ones who are, who are looking to you for guidance so if you can provide that on your website somehow on your first page on your social marketing let people know it's okay don't don't panic you will be fine we'll get through this together and we're taking the precautions it lets them know that you still want to be here for them and let them know what we are doing as a business what precautionary measures we're doing and let yeah. them know that we are not stopping we continue we're going to pivot absolutely yeah. Yeah. And it's really important for them to know, uh, is it the end of the world or is my, uh, you know, my service provider still going to be there? Yeah. So let, let them know it's okay. We're still working in that best way that we can. And we're so lucky to be in this uh, time and age where we can use uh, technology to get by. You know, we are so lucky. Right. We were organizing a, a, to yeah. a face to face and do this podcast, but. Um, like I said, you know, it's time to pivot because I, I actually, yeah. you know, this is my um, 10th episode or something that I've recorded, right? Yeah. And up until now, I've been fortunate to meet with everybody face to face, which is my preferred way to do it. Yeah. Um, and then go back from Europe now and I'm like, yeah, how's that going to work? <laughs> it's, it's time to pivot. Let's do it online. Let's do it through Zoom. Why not? It's yeah. the quality is good. And yeah. um, we still interact, face yeah. with each other, so it's good. But back Absolutely. to back to that. Uh, just to finish on the tech side of things, and you know, yeah. help with online presence with the website, yeah. because that is something that um, I'm very interested in, and something that you know, I myself, you know, been playing around for the last eight years, and yeah, coming in to a certain extent. Um, Google Analytics. Yeah, that is something <laughs> that is constantly changing, right? And I was like. They call it, um, they give it animal names, like uh, penguin. Yeah. yeah. You update, they give it, they give it a, a name to the update. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so much to the analytics and what it so involves. So what, what are some of the key uh, metrics that, like you already mentioned some, um, yeah. you know, obviously search ranking and like yeah. keywords is one. Um, looking at, you know, how our current, current your website is, um, how often it is um, updated, how live is your online presence. Yeah. But what are some of the, other, and I know these ones are 
these ones pretty much haven't changed much. They have to sort of stay within that algorithm yeah. and set in yeah. the group. What are some of the other ones that are um, have stayed the same? So. Yeah, yeah. Google changes almost daily. Mm. Uh, so for us to keep uh, ahead of what those algorithm changes are would mean that we wouldn't get any work done. <laughs> so you just raised that. What are the um, what are the things that Google is looking at in order to yeah. assess the website? Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's it's first foremost, it's looking at does that keyword match your headings? Mm. Okay, if that keyword matches your one of your headings, one or two of your headings, if you've provided the right type of data in the right format, then it will go through and read the rest of the content. Right. If, however, your headings do not match any of the keywords, then Google doesn't even look at the rest of your site. Right. So, you know, the way that it's finding you is through your images. So having those keywords as part of your image names is so, so important and it's something that's so overlooked in mm. SEO. Uh, but doing those, uh, you know, top 10 things that your, your site can be found through are really simple, simple, easy techniques you can implement and you will be able to rank better. Yeah. Um, so looking at first your headings, then looking at your content, providing value. So we don't want to be spammy and we don't want to put keywords in everything, uh, but we want to provide that value as well. So Google really recognizes how valuable is your data. Mm. So if we place it in, uh, if we also add the right kind of paragraphs in our keyword search and that sort of stuff, that'll help Google find you. This is simplest techniques that you can use. So imagery and using your headings and then you're going through your paragraphs to seeing if those keywords come up one or twice or three times. Mm. Um, you know, they're the simplest things that Google tries to do first. Yeah. Then, of course, it wants to see, are you a... a a shop front business and if you are you should be on google for my business you should have a google for my business page if you're not a shop front visit that's okay you still should have a google for my business page because google wants to know are you a business or are you just an ordinary person are you just someone who's writing a blog for example um are you a service provider are you a product provider you know, you want to make sure that Google recognizes first and foremost who you are. Mm. So it's almost like walking to a, into a shop. Um, I'm going to see the sale items first and that's going to speak to me. So same way, if you want to speak to Google, you let Google know, hey, I'm a shop fund. Hey, I'm a service provider first. Okay. So that's the only way that you're going to get that started and going and running. Mm. Yeah. Be consistent across the web. Absolutely, consistently. Speed and speed, and like fast website and yes, so much. we could go on, right? Oh, speed is so important. Yeah, if it takes a lot longer to load, Google's just going to go, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I'll just bump you down. You're taking forever. Uh, so there's so many aspects, and there's a really good um, uh, video on YouTube on how Google does its search engine. SEO marketing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it, it was written by Google itself. So it's a guy who's a representative of Google, but he explains how it is that Google finds your site. It's a really Yeah. If you have a link, we'll we'll add it into the um, sure into the podcast notes for the listeners to um Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we could go on this technical yeah. side. Something that I enjoy talking about and it's, it's interesting to me because um I manage my own website and uh, yeah. trying to learn. Um, yeah. But 
moving um, from that, uh, just so we can cover other bits, we are yeah. half two. Yeah. Um, let's talk about you. Um, okay. <laughs> as, a, as a person, because I, mean, I like to uh, not just talk about all my um, individual hosts, uh, yeah. sorry, individual guests' businesses, uh, but also, you know, if the um, business is about people. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, for our listeners, I want to, you know, unravel your story. Um, yeah. We, we've had a good conversation before. Um, the number one thing I like to start with is what is something, uh, what is the hardest thing in your life that you had to overcome that, that you know, um, help you grow? Yeah, the hard, probably the hardest thing um, that I've had to overcome is um, I had a, an accident a couple of years ago uh, where a tree fell on me and, yes, I survived to tell the tale. <laughs> uh, but more so it helped me to rediscover who I am as the person, uh, what my values are, how I want to live, uh, the type of people that I want to attract. But it also helped me to work out where my mindset was. Uh, and it's not until I look back now to to look back before the, the tree accident, I really realise where I was and where I am now uh, because at, uh, at the point I didn't think uh, that I needed any wake-up call, but I really did. Uh, so it was in, in hindsight, it was probably a good thing that it happened, but it certainly changed, uh, the person that I am today, uh, because of the, the ways that I had to dive in to look at my mindset, to review my mindset, to review my goals, uh, to review me as a, a mother and a wife and a friend. So it, um, reevaluated who I am, uh, and has been a really fabulous journey, uh, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't uh, say it was a bad thing. Uh, it was certainly something that I needed to move forward. That was probably the hardest thing because it, at the time I was, uh, my business was going great. Uh, I had some uh, team members uh, working with me as well. Uh, however, I was still the very hands-on controlling person in my business so letting go of certain tasks was really difficult for me at the time uh, and then after the incident helped me to understand where is it that I want to be in 10 years time how do I want to be working in 10 years time what do I want to devote more of my time to um, and that was really came down to I want to be spending more time with my family and friends uh, so, okay, let's re-evaluate my business. Let's change the direction. Uh, let's let go of that control. So, um, so that's been a really difficult journey for me because I've always been a, I've wanted to control every aspect of that journey. Uh, so the outcome needed to be, every aspect of that outcome needed to be controlled by me. Uh, and if it wasn't controlled by me, I felt like I'd lost that control of the outcome. Yeah. That's so common for some <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, it was great because I now, uh, the person that I am now, I'm uh, just by chance actually uh, uh, putting that onto my family uh, without having to say anything to them. So it's like vibrating that onto the people that I meet uh, and vibrating that onto my family without actually having to lift a finger. So, not giving people more the responsibility and yeah. rather than controlling. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And it was, and it's really has been a journey um, that has been positive in all respects. Yeah. 
yeah, that's probably been the hardest thing. And then, of course, I was able to hire more people into my business, um, letting go, and I've able to be, I'm able to be more productive in my life and in my business. So, you know, win-win. <laughs> so, yeah. That's excellent. And um, when, uh, when it comes to um, doing what we do, we're all good at something. Um, you're good with that design, you're good with strategy and everything yeah. you spoke about. Yeah. Everything else that we haven't spoke about um, relating to that. But what are you not good at, Chica? Oh, <laughs> so many things. <laughs> um, that, was, that was a really interesting question because normally I get asked, you know, what are you good at? And it's, yeah, 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 yeah. it's easy to come out with. And I'm thinking I must ask my family what, what I should, but I, that was, no, I'm like, no, I can't go there. <laughs> They'll have a whole list of things. Uh, what am I not good at? Probably uh, time management, I'd have to say. Yeah. I get, when I get, uh, when I get focused into a task, I just need to finish that task off. And it doesn't matter how much time I have or uh, how much quality areas in, in my business that I understand on that task, I just need to find that answer. And I think I need to be a better uh, need to be better at managing my time so I give myself that quality time doing the things that I love doing more mm. um, and so I'm getting better at it day to day I'll sort of give myself the hours uh, or half an hour to do a task if I haven't finished it off okay move on to something else but come back to it that day or, you know I've come kind of leading reading a lot about how to structure time better yeah the reason I like to ask that question is because um, I think it's important to, to yeah. be aware, to be aware of our, 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 our weak points and our Absolutely. Weak, um, attributes. Um, because yeah. a lot of times when we run business, we, we might think, oh, we'll just toughen it all up. We'll do it all ourselves. And we try yeah. and do things that we're not good at yeah. uh, rather than delegating them uh, to the yeah. right? So understanding what you're not good at is then uses the ability to, to own it. And yeah. I'm going to delegate that to somebody else or just by owning that, um, yeah. then say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna now I'm aware. Yeah. Steps in, uh, you know, place. Um, mm -hmm. like get a coach or, or yeah, some, do some tools. I mean, we can't time management. There's so many good tools, right? And yeah. Um, get yourself more organized and um, yeah. take take more control of your time. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. So it really gets you thinking about working on the things that more on the things that we're not good at so we can improve those things that we are. And secondly, the reason I like to ask the question is for our listeners because, um, you know, yeah. there might be somebody listening to this podcast right now um, that haven't started business and they're procrastinating yep. because uh, they're yeah. worried, you know, like, oh, I'm not good at this. Um, yep. you know, these people, that they've, they've done it better than me. I'm not good yep. at this. I want to share that story with every single one of my guests so that yeah. people who listen to these podcasts realize, look, we're, we're regular people. Like, Absolutely. You know, and we just yeah. took a chance and started working on it. So it's so important. So important. Yeah. Recognizing where your weak falls are as well as where you, where you, what you're good at uh, is so important. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're, we are, we're all, uh, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> it's like, as no other business person, I, I follow a lot of business people, follow their podcasts and, and it comes, really comes down to, wow, they're just like me. Uh, you know, I, I can do this if they can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Now you know me. I'm a fitness guy, so I'm gonna also. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do myself any favor if I didn't ask you that question. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we all want to fit, feel um, fit and healthy. Um, what do you do to keep yourself um, fit and healthy? Oh, yeah. I have such an amazing routine now, and all thanks to the books that I've read recently. Um, so. I try uh, at least three days a week, do some walking, uh, running. And then the other two days I te- during the weekdays, I tend to um, do some meditation. So I start off my day with some sort of me time. So even if it's half an hour, um, sometimes it gets to an hour, uh, but very rarely I just sort of limit it to half an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, um, with meditation, I have a routine. That I do with that, and it's something that I picked up from um, this book called Elegantly Simple Solutions to Complex People Problems by Jamin Fraser. Uh, and he talks about something that he read in another book called Miracle Morning. Um, and he talks about this morning routine having an acronym which is called SAVERS. So we start off with some silence, so it's a bit of meditation, but sometimes it could be 10 to 15 minutes. Um, then I write some affirmations down on a piece of paper, like things that I want to, uh, I'm, I'm really positive about. Uh, then I visualize who I want to be that day, who I want to be in the future. Uh, and then I start with doing some exercise. So it could be doing some star jumps. It could actually just be doing some yoga or Pilates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I do some reading. So I might read throughout the day, but he talks about how if we read something new, then to stop reading that, stop reading that paragraph once you've finished. It's almost like locking in that value information. Yeah. Uh, and then getting a piece of paper. So I always have a notebook next to my bedside table or in the room where I can just do some scribing. So I might draw something or I might write something of what's happening in my life at the moment and what I want to improve. Uh, and it really grounds. That's such an amazing morning routine that sort of grounds you for the day. Uh, the days that I miss out on it, I feel like I've missed it. Uh, so I really crave it a little bit. So I try to do it at the end of the day if I, if I get a chance. Um, and of course, my uh, morning walk or run generally is with a podcast. I'll put um, any business podcast in, but mostly it's self-help kind of podcast. So yeah. I'll put Wayne Dwyer on or something and just listen to him and um, just inspiring it just starts the day in a really positive motivated way yeah it's awesome sounds yeah. like you're a really well-rounded um uh, you know uh, what do you say a uh, uh, program in your day um yeah to mindfulness that's awesome do you also um do some self-reflection like at the end of the day like how was your day and things like that i do i have a little moment you know before going to bed um might just sit there with my eyes shut and just focus on what worked, what didn't work, what I could do better, um, just as a human being in general, uh, but also feeling really grateful. I find five things. I tell my uh, my kids that too. Find five things you're really grateful for for that day. It could just mean a meal. You know, it could, could mean you've met something in the par- someone in the park and you've said hello to them and that cheered you up. So, you know, start from small bits and then you'll get to more detailed bits um and yeah your your whole sleep is lovely and you you get up 
really charged because you do remember those yeah uh and then you'll be like get focused okay i'm really grateful for what i've got yeah because life's too short right and we gotta recognize daily every day and i know myself sometimes i get so busy and i do so many things through the day so many uh we obviously i'm multitasking doing all sorts of tasks yeah and at the end of the day i feel like i I don't feel accomplished because yeah you know through the day i was just just going through the hustle just getting things done yeah um but taking a moment at the end of the day and actually you know rewinding and thinking all those things that i've done and writing them down makes me feel like acknowledge it and feel more appreciated oh and then, uh, yeah, so important mm. yeah so and so important to recognize the people in your life that you've stumbled upon that day you know as well yeah. and be grateful yeah. for what you've got yeah and, and in business it also helps you recognize yes you've made a progress oh. might be a little, little something that you didn't you know at the, at the time where you were doing it didn't you know realize like it's a progress it's just like another task but when you yeah. write it down you're like oh, you know what i've made a progress i am yeah one step closer to whatever it is launching a website yeah. writing a, a blog or yeah whatever yeah yeah that progress is so important to recognize uh, before we start thinking, oh, we haven't done anything today. <laughs> yeah, because you could actually demotivate your, yourself by not acknowledging these things. It might be yeah. a week later and you're like, you're not physically seeing <laughs> any progress. Yeah. Um, and then you feel like, you know what, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm not, I'm not never going to do it. I'm never going yeah. to launch this thing. But then when, yeah. you, when you write these things down, you realize, yeah. you know what, I've made progress on these things. They're not visible. They're in yeah. the back, back end, but they're helping to progress further. That's right. Because it's really important for you to recognize it because no one else is going to see it. They, I mean, and if they do see it, we can't depend on them to fulfill that recognition. You yourself have to start that recognition before anyone else can see it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, back to your business. What is the hardest thing that you had to overcome in your business so far? Um... The, the hardest thing, or the very hardest thing, was to hire, start hiring. So the first probably four years of my business, I did everything, right down to the phone calls, to writing the code, to creating the sites, to designing. And it would often take me a fairly long time to accomplish some of those tasks because, hey, I'm not a designer. I'm, I'm the coder, right? So writing the code was what I loved doing. Um, However, I really needed to let go. And the first thing I let go of is finding a designer and a coder. (laughs) And that was hard, really hard, because for the first probably six months of hiring a coder, I was checking his code every single day. (laughs) And I really had to step back and say, look, this is taking up so much of my time, of the time that I could be spending doing something that will help me grow my business. So I really had to pivot and think, no, no, you just got to trust him. But what I did as well along that time was write down a list of things that I wanted him to achieve, uh, the detailed stuff that I hadn't spoken to him about. And so I was able to then create that list, which was a process that I could pass on to him and say, look, this is exactly what I want the sites to do and this is what we need to tick off to make sure we've got the right security and so forth. and it really helped me to sit down and think, wow, this is a lot of work that I am giving away. Now I've got all this free time to do other stuff that I could love doing, you know, love, love doing. Um, on your business rather than in your business. 
absolutely. But yeah. I think it's still great that you know you've got that knowledge, you've got that um, you know subject, you're that subject matter expert in programming. So if it comes to worst and that programmer, you know, uh, you know does their job and then something yeah. breaks, you're then able to help them. Yeah. Figure it out. So, yeah. Also, yeah, that- Second to that, I think it's also important because then people respect you more in your team. If if you're not if you're not subject matter expert and then you hire these people. Yeah. Maybe just my thought, but I think like if they know that you're a programmer as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean everyone in business starts off doing a lot of things themselves and learning along the way. Uh, and that's really important to know every aspect of what your business contains. Because when we start doing that next level we know the type of person we want to fill in that particular task because we've done that right we've already written down the steps that we needed to accomplish to accomplish that task so we know the type of person the type of personality we want to achieve that task so that really helps in that respect yeah knowing knowing what every part of your business is doing yeah is there something that you wish you had known uh, when you were starting out um, yeah, I wish I'd known that I could make a difference in my clients' lives. Yeah. I wish I'd known that I am the expert, I'm the leader. Uh, because when we put that into our mindset, your clients are dependent on you in the first place to find the right item, to find the right service, to help them achieve their goal. And we really need to be that leader to help them do that. And I wish I'd had the confidence when I started to know that um and i could probably have done it a lot sooner mm. yeah that's awesome because we might start initially because we love doing one particular thing one particular technical and you know, skill set um, yeah but business is not just about providing the skill set and no. technical skill set it's it's all the other stuff leading yeah. clients and supporting clients and yeah like growing into into those shoes, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. And the only way you can determine that or find that out is being confident within your own work, valuing your own service, valuing your own products, um, and then distinguishing that from everyone else in the marketplace. Um, so important, yeah. Now, for anybody listening right now, <coughs> looking to start a business, yeah. What advice you'd like to give? Um, dive in, <laughs> but put 100% of your focus on it. Mm-hmm. So when we start a business, there's a lot of people who would be hesitant to putting 100% focus. They might have another job on the side. Great if you have to do that, do that. But when you are focused on your business at the time that you are at home and can be focused or wherever you are that you're doing your business, put 100% of focus on that at that time because if our mind is uh, hesitant still and we're still a little bit worried about how it's going to succeed it's never going to succeed but if we want to if for it to succeed we need to put that focus on it at the time that we're doing it 110% so yeah just dive in take that opportunity take that risk um, have a goal uh, write down how you're tracking every single day so i have a diary that i've got um i recently got and it's called the nfp connect planner okay Uh, awesome diary i love it 
In fact, my um, lovely developer suggested it to me. And what it is has, is it has um, first probably quarter of the diary, it's got a 90 day planner. So we divide the year into 90 day plans and it has first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, what are your goals? And you write them down, you write down the things that are happening in your mindset at the moment. You write down what you want to achieve in your life going forward. It's it pro provides so much clarity, but you have to do it every day. Yeah, this is awesome. I love it. Yeah. Planning, planning ahead is so important. I, I like to, my approach I like is, um, I like to think about what is it that I want to, achieved by end of the year because that helps me then to yeah. break down and, and think okay what do i need to do to get there yeah yeah and then you work yourself backwards and you go okay yeah. where i am now okay what what is those steps that i need yeah, yeah, yeah. and having a journal like this this is excellent yeah that yeah. journal is fantastic yeah now we're at our port at the end of our podcast Chica. Yeah. So, um, this was uh, was amazing to learn uh and hear from you on on these um these different topics that we discussed yeah um, for anybody out there listening um interested in your services how can people find you okay so i'm online uh, i have a website bloomwebsolutions.com.au mm -hmm. i'm also on facebook uh and i'm also on instagram uh and linkedin of course uh so um at all those places people can find me at bloom web solutions and also at sheikah colwell uh and yeah i'm happy to answer any questions guide them through their journey uh a lot of people come to me for some advice um so you know just a, a way to get started get moving take some action get progress that's what we're looking for excellent yeah to wrap it up do you have anything that you'd like to offer to our listeners I do actually, I've got a 90 day website care plan that I often do. Um, and that's in the 90 days moving forward. I can help you set up your blog, get activated. Also check if you're, uh, you've got security SSL certificates on your, on your site, any broken links, make sure it's mobile responsive as well. Um, can check the analytics and data and explain to you what they all mean. Um, also look in any, any options of marketing through email or social networking, I can help you develop and, and actually get that started or get that improved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's my 90 day website care plan. And how can people find it? Uh, look, just by contacting me on various services through my website, through Facebook, um, LinkedIn or Instagram, uh, send me a message, tell me that you're interest, interested and uh, we can get started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're at the end of it. So thank you so much for your time, Shika. Thank you. And I look forward to yeah, catch up next time. Yeah, thanks, Fit. It's been absolutely awesome. Thanks so much for giving me the opportunity. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, mate. All right, everybody, that's a wrap. You've just listened to the episode seven, sorry, seventh episode of Success Inspired Podcast. And in the next one, I'm talking to education and training manager of athletic performance business who lives and breathes sport technology. We chat about physical performance, <clears throat> performance, velocity-based training, and get insights into a business journey of an emerging sport tech company. 
To get notified about all the upcoming episodes, please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. And as you know, I really enjoy making these interviews. And actually, if more people listen to the show, I'll be able to continue bring more great guests to the show. If you want to help me extend the reach of this show to more people, uh, simply subscribe, rate and review 4 to 5 stars. This show on Apple Podcast and let your mates know about this on social media. Have a great rest of your day and stay inspired.